0: Well, good morning kicksters welcome back to the morning kick where we're going to be talking about b2b marketing what does it mean you have probably heard acronyms thrown around your industry we know in marketing there's plenty of acronyms that are out there so b2b is a business to business marketing It's businesses who sell to businesses You've probably heard of b2c as well that's business to consumer that's what mcdonald's does to all us all the time or coles or kmart but this morning i'm privileged that We've got Kathy Marshall on The Morning Kick, and Kathy's going to be able to help us understand what's happening in the B2B space. Good morning, Kathy. Welcome to The Morning Kick.
1: Thanks, Andrew. How are you?
0: Doing really well. Uh, we were just discussing that both of us have very unusual mornings happening right now. I'm herding cats because we've got three cats at home, and I've got electricians working through my house. I hope the power doesn't go out. And you've got kids that you're herding, as well as a new member of the family. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, we've just, uh, as of Saturday, ha- have a new puppy, a little uh, Cavalier awesome. King Charles Spaniel called Murphy. So um, these are the perils of working from home. So. <laughs> uh,
0: real life, isn't it? And I love yeah. the name, by the way, Murphy. Where did that come from?
1: Uh, I am not quite sure. Uh, I think it might have come from Murphy Brown. So she's a little girl, um, that uh, 80s sitcom. Love it.
0: Hmm. And there wasn't there wasn't a vote and you didn't have to go to preferences before you worked out the name. It was reasonably settled very quickly.
1: Oh, look, my kids came up with such ridiculous names that they weren't even in contention. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, got to, it's like marketing. It's got to be easy to say. It's got to be memorable and hopefully easy to spell as well. I think you've hit the nail on the head with Murphy.
1: That's right. Kathy,
0: hey, you've been in marketing for a number of years and you've been in the B2B space. Tell me, how did you get into marketing in the first place?
1: Well, I actually studied public relations at university, which is which is more about dealing with the media. And I did that in my first job. Um, and I guess I just really fell into more marketing. And the reason that I love it is because it's much broader. Um, you know, you're dealing with all aspects of um, marketing. And, yeah, I've I, ever, ever since my first job, I have been in B2B marketing. So that's more than 20, 20 years. And um, I really love the challenge of having to market really complex solutions with long sales cycles and high value, you know, it's, it's a complex beast and I love the challenge of it.
0: I was going to say it is a challenge and I like the fact that you're up for it. Was there any particular door that opened up that got you into the space, any particular industry where you kind of um, got your first traction and experience?
1: Well, uh, I ended up moving to Sydney and (laughs) worked in the mining industry of all things. But really, the thing that got me really passionate about it was when I moved into the IT sector. Um, And that's really my number one favourite sector to work with. I just love the fast pace and the fact that your solution is never the same. It's always changing. and There's so much innovation. And I also really like the people in that sector. They're very, very intelligent, very good to work with.
0: So today we're gonna be talking about B2B marketing with Cathy and getting some insights. Now, what's really interesting, Cathy, I think sometimes because of what you referred to as those long sales cycles, some of the people within the industry probably feel that COVID-19 isn't affecting them. Obviously people like hospitality, event management, um, tourism, they were affected immediately. So what's the vibe, what's the feel that you're getting from your clients in the market as far as the B2B sector is concerned?
1: Uh, Look, it's mixed because I do have some clients that are in a boom period because they are actually selling into the healthcare industry, so... They are very pressured in terms of operations, um, but they're not worried about their sales cycles whatsoever. They've got sale, they've got more sales than they know what to do with. But on the other hand, I guess a typical B2B company, I am finding there is a lot of concern about sales. And even though the sales cycles are long, I think most B2B companies are recognising that a lot of their clients are in a holding pattern, you know, where they're not really wanting to make big decisions about investment and that, that's concerning them.
0: We were talking yesterday to Randy McCain from Microsoft in North America about um, how we deal with the the long sales cycle that they have uh, selling Microsoft Dynamics CRM. And he said from a sales perspective, they're getting their teams to work on relationships, but higher above the sales cycle is actually the marketing of the business to potentially bring in new business. Um, How would you suggest people start dealing with the B2B marketing and their strategy? Are there things that they should review right now?
1: Yeah, so I think the challenge for any marketer at the moment or any business is what what you've got down on paper as your marketing strategy. You've really had to kind of throw out the window. And a lot of B2B companies rely on third parties as part of their marketing strategy. So things like industry associations and conferences and a lot of touch points that are in person. And the challenge is that that's all been kind of, the rug's being pulled out from under them. And the challenge is, well, what do you do in place of that? Um, And I think that there's a lot of short term tactical planning that needs to happen at the moment, which is really about saying, well, what, you know, our our long sales cycles are probably gonna be affected, but can we pivot in any way in the short term? And one example of that is um, educational products are doing very well. So things like uh, training products that can be delivered remotely. And there is an appetite for that because people have workforces that might be underutilized at the moment. Um, or it might be saying, well, out of our whole solution set, what is something that can help clients in the current climate? And let's focus on that. Or it might even be looking at your existing customer base and saying, well, what can we, what challenges are they facing and how can we help them? And one example I saw the other day was um, some sort of asset management software company, and they were encouraging their customers to use this semi downtime to do projects internally to get their asset data up to date so you know redeploying their staff to do those sort of projects so there are lots of things that people can be doing but you have to be a little bit more creative and and, and recognize that yeah your marketing strategy on paper is going to have to be on hold for a little while
0: it's interesting i can imagine that most b2b's actually have a list of priorities of things that they normally would work on and that conference that is coming up always got priority because it was a line mm-hmm. of the sand it was a date that we needed to get to the conference for now that the yeah. conference isn't a priority you really do need to reorder things don't you and bring some other things up to the top yeah. what would be some of the things that we could focus on as b2b marketers or as b2b companies that really should get a bit more priority at this time
1: so I guess my number one thing would be educational content. So things like webinars are doing really, really well at the moment. Uh, I've just launched one with a client last week and you know we've already got about 75 people registered for it with very, very little marketing, which is um, not the norm. You'd normally have to work much harder for that sort of audience. So yeah, thing, things like webinars, video content and anything that's kind of educational but also showing the human side of your business. So for example, if you're a company that is doing something to help the frontline and the challenge for those people is they're super busy, um, sales are pouring in, but they don't have time to even think about marketing. They don't feel like they have to do any marketing, but now's not the time to forget about it. You need to take the time to communicate with your audience about what you are doing and even showing maybe some of the behind the scenes operations. And I I guess the number one, thing I think people should be concentrating at the moment is building that relationship and building your audience so you know if you're in a boom cycle if you're in an if you're in a boom cycle you've probably got majorly more hits to your website Um, you know you you need to be trying to capitalize on that and building your own lists and your own audiences on social media because once once this situation goes away that interest will go away too and you'll be left kind of So you need to think, well, how can can I capitalise on what's happening now and use it in the future? And again, if you're not in a boom cycle, you need to be building your audiences and that relationship so that you've got something that you can leverage to, to keep ticking things along in your sales cycle.
0: You're absolutely right. And it's funny, I was just telling people yesterday about the importance of building our audience right now. You need to have that platform to speak to. Mm -hmm. Um, But also interesting, just in this space at the moment, all of that educational content that you're building, that's building your portfolio of sales collateral that's going to help your salespeople in the future, your business development in the future. I was talking to a client yesterday who deals in an engineering space and we looked at where their keywords on Google were going to in their website and they were going to five-year-old PDFs that were out-of-date products. Mm-hmm. And she was absolutely astounded because when you have a look at that, that means that clients were getting the wrong impression of the business. It's a great opportunity to update your sales collateral, update your website yeah. and give your team something. But I also like what you said About humanizing the brand, great opportunity to introduce your team to your customers, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, Um, and I think what you just said, yeah, that back of it's time to get your back of house in order because you you know you're always too busy. So I've got one client, for example, doing a major CRM project and cleansing their data. Um, Yeah, your website is a really obvious opportunity, and getting some of yeah your digital properties um, happening. I think LinkedIn is a good opportunity now for B two B. So a lot of my clients are spending quite a lot of time on LinkedIn. People They're getting a good reaction. It's a good time to build your networks. And and again, it's a good time to be putting some content out there.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. Interesting thing with LinkedIn. When you talk to people in the B2B space, they have bad memories of LinkedIn. They tried it. A year ago, they tried it. Three years ago, five years ago, and they think uh, it was there was nobody there. It was a ghost town. Mm. Now it's time to get back into LinkedIn, isn't it? It's really becoming a hub of great content, great connections, great networking opportunity, and to be seen for your audience.
1: Yeah, and I mean, LinkedIn is slowly introducing some new functionality like hashtags that does help you to find good content on there. Um, But, you know, I think there's also been a bit of a shift even just in the last couple of years. For example, if you want to promote a webinar, I'm actually finding that we're getting most of our audiences from LinkedIn, not from your more traditional channels like email. So I think LinkedIn is actually improving in its overall effectiveness in terms of driving action and audiences, which it never used to do.
0: One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Kathy, is the whole, you'll see that we've got this banner, attitude fuels destiny. One of the things that I found sometimes talking to the B2B market is that there's a feeling like we actually don't need to market. We're actually a very small segment. Uh, there's only a limited number of players in the market. We all know each other. In fact, Joe used to work for Bob and Bob used to work for Mary and Mary used to work for Helen, but in essence, they feel that it's so small they don't need to market. and. Are we losing sight of the fact that that's saying we don't need to communicate as well?
1: Yes, and I think that that's, that's a really common attitude in B2B. And usually people come to me when they've hit a wall, you know, they actually realise that that they can't keep doing that anymore. And the wall is usually some aspect of growth. So they've been doing what they've been doing for so long, but they're not growing and, and they or they want to reach a new market where they can't rely on what they've done forever um, or there's a new competitor. So, you know, I think, yeah, resting on your laurels only will take you so far and... Um, but if you you know if you truly want to be successful and grow, marketing just has to be part of what you do.
0: It's a common thing that I hear. Of course, Excite Media is involved in that digital marketing space. And the most common response is, actually, we don't get any leads from our website. Yes. So the inference is that the internet doesn't work. Actually, no, it's just your particular website doesn't work. And going back to the engineering conversation that I had recently, they were getting about a hundred visits to their website. But when we looked up search terms to do with their products, Mm. specifically their industry and even worse to do with their business name, there was over 5,000 searches a month that were happening that they were totally missing out on. So we can't play the ostrich. It would be the old analogy that the definition of insanity, is doing the same thing and expecting a different result Mm -hmm. have you got some other ideas for us in fact just while you're thinking about that let's um show people where they can find Kathy, so if you're interested in going and visiting Kathy's website, you can go to kathymarshall.net.au. And this is a brilliant website, Kathy. You've got some really good information about what you do for clients. I like the way that you articulate actually what you can offer for the B2B market. So if you're interested in getting in touch, now Kathy's told me she's ultra busy at the moment, but not a bad reason to reach out and find out more. So if you're interested in selling B2B, complex offerings, long sales cycles, have a talk to Kathy at kathymarshall.net.au. Kathy, coming back to what um, I was asking just a moment ago, how do we actually um, identify the things that we can affect change with? How do we do an analysis of what's working or not working for us?
1: Well, I think the reality is a lot of B2B businesses can't necessarily do that themselves. It often does take an outside perspective. Um, And I mean, what you have just touched on in the digital space there's so much analysis that can be done now and it becomes glaringly obviously obvious very quickly in terms of what's working and what's not. I guess um, if you take it up a level on the brand point of view one of the really common problems I see in B2B is, is branding and by branding, I don't mean the logo or even just the look and feel, but it, it's that real kind of stake in the ground in terms of who are we, who do we serve and how how are we different and what's our personality? Most B2B companies have grown organically and haven't really put any effort into that aspect of their business. Um, but if you can get that and, and the, re, the result is that often when I go to see a new client, we look at their website, for example, and their marketing material and then we look at some of their competitors everybody looks and sounds the same and so you can only you can only imagine being a client kind of going well i don't know they all look the same who am i going to choose um so you know that getting that branding right and doing that research at a high level which is really about talking to your customers and looking at your positioning and messaging in the market compared to your competitors is a really is a real fundamental of beta me marketing and if you can get that right as a solid foundation first then everything else becomes so much easier
0: That's really good content. Kathy, we want to thank you for coming on the Morning Kick. You've given some really great value this morning. Go and visit kathymarshall.net.au and you can find out more about Kathy's availability to come alongside your business. Uh, Kathy, hopefully we'll have you on again uh, when we're dealing with something in the B2B space. Really appreciate your time.
1: Thanks for having me, Andrew
0: well now we're going to be having a look at what next what can you do to affect change in your business so what i'd like to encourage you to do is make sure that you actually uh, visit the excite media website now let me just show you how you can do that and you go across to here Ta-da! ximedia.com.au you'll find out more about what we can do to assist you and listen if you'd like to touch base with me and have a meeting you're always welcome to go to a nice easy website Just go to excitemedia.com.au slash Andrew or slash Andrew Pitchford. Both of them will bring you to this page where you can actually book a meeting with me. And you can see we've even got there a social distancing virtual coffee available for you. Also, if you go to excitemedia.com.au slash Thrive, which we've been putting up on the uh, The Morning Kicks video, you'll be able to find more information about downloading that Google Doc that helps you work through the Thrival plan. Well, it's been brilliant having you with us again for The Morning Kick. I'm looking forward to another episode. Now, we're actually going to start going to twice a week, and that will be from next week onwards into May. So I hope that you enjoy the long weekend if you're in Queensland, the regular weekend if you're not, and stay safe at home. Look forward to talking to you on the next exciting episode.